crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Oh, man. What a weird night at the ballpark this evening. Just one of those games that it, it didn't matter anymore. You know, after that top of the third inning, even after the first error, and then the second throwing error, it was just all over the place, and everything obviously changed in the bottom of the second inning when Brian Anderson's foul ball went into the dugout. The Brewers lose 15-1. to I'm Dominic Catronio. A different tone, obviously, in today's Brewers extra innings, given this isn't just a a blowout loss. And yeah, you can be mad about the blowout loss and only having four hits in back-to-back games, but just know that this loss is not it's not the same as other blowout losses in the fact that like th- this game was over in the in the third inning. It was over. Uh as soon as Willie Adamas was pulled from this game, this team wore it and they could not recover and I don't blame them for recovering. It's it's hard, man. Uh, it 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 was one of those feelings here in the ballpark tonight. The the instant thing that came to mind, and obviously it's not nearly as drastic, was Demar Hamlin just because it's so recent. And you know you see somebody getting CPR on the field in the Demar Hamlin situation, which obviously did not happen here in the Willie Adama situation. But for it to be Willie, you know, a energy bringer, the guy that gives all of his love and all that he brings to the rest of his teammates and to the rest of the clubhouse, to the rest of the staff, to the rest of the coaches, to the front office, to the media, everybody. He gives a little piece of him to everybody. So when he is clipped by an errant foul ball that could have happened to any of the other 30 or so people in that dugout, all of those people that have received a piece of Willie and his energy and his light and his love, feel it just as much as he does. He has shared himself so much throughout not just this clubhouse and this front office, but this community, obviously, the fan base. He has said how much he loves it here. The fans were concerned. I mean, just the other day with this being... Kindness in Milwaukee week, you know, him and Freddie Peralta, the man who was starting on the mound tonight. They were bagging groceries, picking up the tab, smiling for selfies with folks at the random grocery. I mean, he's just smiling all the time. And in fact, when I walked into the clubhouse today, the first thing I saw, Willie's locker is right there. It's the first locker you see. It's, you know, it's the most room. I guess, in a way, you know, given the fact that he's right by the Hall of Fame display lockers and everything like that. But he's a, generally, if he's sitting at his locker, he's the first guy you see. And he's always saying, hey, what's up? Hey, how you doing? He's always saying hello. And he's smiling. He was Him and Adam McAlvey were talking about something, and Freddie was there, too. They're all smiling and laughing. You know, it's, it's so normal to us to see him smiling and laughing and him sharing that energy and that warmth with everybody so that when the moment... He's not able to share that. And the moment that it suddenly turns into an oh-no moment, every single person feels it. 
Tonight was a really, really weird night. But now let's get to the actual what happened. So first and foremost, we've got an update from Craig Council. And the good news is this. Willie Domus has been alert and responsive the entire time after being struck in the head by a foul ball in the second inning. He is going to stay overnight for observation at a hospital. There are no fractures. They are testing for concussions. They are making sure everything is okay. He will be placed on the injured list tomorrow. But by all intents and purposes, the Brewers and Willie really, really, really are blessed tonight. This, I mean, I am not sharing. I have been able to see a replay. And it was not great. Uh, I don't even want to share it, quite frankly. I'm not going to. And it's not going to come for me if you see it somewhere. So it wasn't great. And he was on the top rail. He... Just as the instinct of everybody is, you, you kinda you're talking to somebody and you, you can get into the rhythm of the pitches so you know you need to look back. And right as he looked back is when the foul ball came and he couldn't get out of the way quick enough. You know? It wasn't like he was totally blindsided or anything like that. It's you know, it's ninety mile an hour coming straight at you. And it could have happened to anybody and it happened to him. So again to reiterate, Willie is alert, he's responsive, he never lost consciousness. He walked to the clubhouse under his own uh, power. He has then been transported to the hospital tonight. He will spend the night in the hospital as they go through a few more tests, but there are no fractures. He is alert, and the healing process begins now. We'll talk about you know, how it impacted that third inning. Brian Anderson clearly shaken up. We're getting some more sound from the clubhouse as well. It's a different tone tonight. We are going to talk about a little bit of baseball I do have to, we do have to talk about the, the crappy stuff of tonight, but we'll get into some more baseball stuff and analyzing what the last two games of this series will be without Willie Adamas. Craig Kishan's going to be on the program a little bit later as well. Just getting rolling here on Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. All right, kind of a weird night here at the ballpark. Brewers fall 15-1. All the concern on Willie Adamas this evening. He is okay. He's going to spend the night in the hospital as they do a few more tests. No fractures after he was struck by a foul ball in the dugout. I'm Dominic Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value. Only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. We're going to go things a little different order tonight. Uh, I want to get to Craig Council's comments. They're short. About Willie, just hear straight from the skipper, Craig Council, about everything uh, on the update as far as Willie Adamas tonight. Um, yeah, so um, he was taken to the hospital. Um, he was alert, responsive the whole time. Um, no fractures. Um, we will. They will uh, keep him at the hospital tonight um, just for monitoring purposes. Um, anticipate him um, 
being released tomorrow morning. Um, it, it'll be a concussion. It'll be an IL. Yeah. In all things considered, for there to be no fractures, Craig, is that the best outcome here? Well, yeah. I mean, the best. Yes. I mean, I think he. You know the best out. He he was alert and responsive as he left, and then we got you know pretty good news at the hospital too. So um, obviously he's you know he's in pain, um, but you know I think overall I think not bad news considering how scary it was. Is it hard to continue? I mean, you, you're, you're professional. Well, it was. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, you heard it, you know, and and I. You know, I, I mean, I heard it, and it, I knew it hit somebody. I didn't know who it hit, but I knew it hit somebody, and it really didn't really react that much initially. To be honest with you, I mean, he just went and sat down, but then, then you realize what happened, and um, here we go. And then it was really scary. Yeah. For again, I'm I've seen the video, and the way I can describe it is Willie just. I mean, he it got him. It got him square. But also, I can't believe I've, I've taken this long. Scott Berenger, Teresa Lau, y'all are rock stars, athletic trainers of uh, the Brewers. Well, they did just a tremendous job responding quickly, getting to him as fast as possible. Um, just bam. I mean, the shot that I saw from Valley Sports Wisconsin – as soon as we were trying to figure out, like, who was, what, what happened, who is that, like, and he couldn't tell a hundred percent certainty who it was in there, but in the moment that they go to treat that player who was hit, you instantly saw instructions being given out by Scott to Teresa, who was running up the tunnel to go get whatever they needed and continue care for Willie Adamas so, again. Thank your athletic trainers once again, as we uh, have reminded folks ever since the uh, DeMar Hamlin stuff that happened on Monday Night Football earlier this year. So athletic trainers, man, they are some seriously, seriously important folks in any sporting event. So uh, kudos to them, and thank goodness Willie sounds like he's going to be okay. Craig Deshaun's going to join us in just a little bit. Take another break here on Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. fall 15 to 1 we're partially brought to you by annex wealth management annex wealth management's different not driven by commission sales or pushing financial products you may not actually need but for elite comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need contact annex wealth management know the difference at annexwealth.com the brewers they go 0 for 6 with runners in scoring position they scored one run in the first inning and that was with bases loaded nobody out yelich Grounded into a double play to score the only run of the game for the Brewers. So they don't even get an RBI tonight. Uh, they go 0 for 6 run their scoring position. The Giants went 9 for 20. Mike Brasso had to come in and pitch in this game. We saw the return of Ethan Small. Uh, a lone bright spot was Elvis Piguero pitching well. 2 and 2 thirds scoreless. Uh, he had 4 strikeouts against the Giants. Then also only allowed 2 hits. It was great stuff from him. And... Freddie Peralta started the game, allowed a career-high 10 runs. Five of them were earned because of the weird defense in that third inning. And you could tell instantly, 
instantly something was off when uh, Owen Miller botched the first ground ball of the end. I mean, it was routine as routine gets, and he botches that, and then uh, a misthrown ball uh, on a Freddie Peralta had a comebacker and a chance, like had a guy dead to rights between second and third and threw the ball away, and it's just... Uh, Barrasso barely missed a ball to his right, diving to his right, and it was in and out of the glove. Tyrone Taylor saved a homer, and then it turned into a I mean, It was just a weird, weird night. I mean, two errors. Brewers rarely make errors, let alone two, and marginally three. I mean, Bryce Terang had a miscue later in the game as well. That was ruled a hit. It was just odd, man. It's just such a weird game. Now, does it maybe make it easier now to flush since you know Willie's going to be okay. At least we think he's going to be okay. You know, the early prognosis is good. So, is it easier to just get rid of it and move on because you're able to sleep knowing, okay, Willie's he's under surveillance. He's going to be okay. There's no fractures. Freddie's going to go try and see him, according to uh, the media. They're down there in the scrums down in the clubhouse right now. Freddie's going to go try to see him tonight. They're like brothers, literally, his words, and anyone who knows them could tell you they are like brothers. Um, just one of those things that now that everyone can finally exhale, you can finally start to plan out tomorrow an early game, too, so you'd, hopefully you're able to sleep fast. And the guy I'm thinking of, obviously I'm thinking of Willie and Freddie, but the guy I'm really, really hoping is going to be okay, and maybe he gets the day off tomorrow, is Brian Anderson. Brian Brian was moved to tears uh, in the in the batter's box. You know, he was struggling when he saw that ball hit Willie. And he saw it instantly. As we welcome in Craig Kishon here on the program. Uh, Craig, I, I just, I, I know you probably just said the same thing on television, but this game, yeah, it stunk score-wise, but if they could have lost this game one to nothing, or fifteen to one like they lost tonight, the fact that they lost Willie Adams and the way that they lost him was the story tonight. They were going to lose the game no matter what happened after what happened in the second inning. Yeah, for sure. And you know, really, the unfortunate part, Tom, and and uh, I, you know, I've been doing this for twenty-three years, and and you know, you see things sometimes for the first time that you don't want to see. And this was certainly one of them. I've seen injuries um, and I've seen some bad ones. I've seen some, you know, freak things happen, you know, in the middle of the game. Um, uh, but, but not this one, not from a teammate to a teammate. And it, to me, it's uh, it's even different if a if a batter is hitting a line drive and it and it hits a pitcher in the head. I mean, we see that more often than we'll ever see what we saw tonight with a line foul. You know, hitting a guy that uh, you know was alert enough. Thankfully, Willie ducked in whatever form or fashion he did to potentially avoid even you know further serious injuries. So. Um, and I think the other thing, Dom, I mean, this happened in the second inning. They weren't even done with the second inning, and they had to play seven more innings this way. And and this was this was a long – it took forever to get this game over with. That was, that was you know, another thing. It was just, come on, you know. Uh, there are very few games played where the outcome doesn't matter, and this was certainly one of them today. And it was not only was it the second inning, it was the first batter of the second inning. 
And yeah. Brian Anderson went straight back into the clubhouse as soon as he was retired to see Willie and try to get some closure for himself. I mean, you could tell he was rattled. You could tell, obviously, the whole team was rattled. But as right before he came on, I was making the point that, you know, maybe that they do have a tiny bit of closure knowing that, hey, no fractures, no blood. Uh, you know, it, it seems like it's no, no concussion is run of the mill, but something that a lot of athletes have dealt with before he's under the best care possible that you can kind of, you know, feel a little bit more uh, at ease with the situation. You're obviously concerned for your teammates still, but maybe that can just kind of help them put tonight as tonight, put it in a box and put it somewhere away, far, far away, and then come back to the yard tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Sophia was in the clubhouse uh, getting some uh, post-game reaction from players um, that, that we were able to air, uh, thankfully, just to give fans you know, an update first medically on Adamas and then um, to let them know how the players were feeling. And I, I think the, the things that I got out of how the players reacted, uh, Dom, is when they were told that, that Willie didn't have any fractures uh, in his face, head, wherever that ball actually hit him, um, they, that, that's what they were relieved the most on. And, and all of us are. There's no question about that. But, you know, from a player's perspective, and the thing about it is, um, you know, Craig Council said this, you know, Freddie said this, uh, Mike Brassell said this, uh, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, w- I don't know what you heard when you were up doing your job in the press box today, but but I heard, you know, the contact and and I've I've heard contact before and I knew that that was not good contact. That's that's a ball hitting a human being. And um, I think that's what everybody admits is, is the toughest to get through when you know that there's, you know, there's uh, hurt involved, physical damage. So um, they're, they're at least relieved that uh, the, the fracture's not there. And, um, you know, and the other thing is he's going to stay in the hospital tonight. He's going to be under full medical care. And that's the smartest thing that they could possibly do. Um and so now, you know, the team's got to do their thing and, and uh, bounce back tomorrow. And I, and I think some of the guys are going to go see him in the hospital tonight. And I, I think that'll hopefully bring, you know, uh, a sense of relief as well, you know, and be able to, to sleep a little bit better, hopefully. Yeah, hope so. We're uh, just chatting with Craig Gashon here on Brewers Extra Innings. More to come. Take a quick breather and back with more reactions to tonight's 15-1 loss and Willie Adams' injury after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Brewers fall 15-1. I'm Dominic Petronio. Now, we do want to talk a little bit of baseball tonight uh, with Craig Gashon here with us. I, I know the result is out the window. Uh, Brewers lost big. Ethan Small had to be the fall guy tonight. Elvis Piguero pitched well. Mike Brasso had to pitch again. But now the Brewers, as we've been saying for a while now, it, these big losses are, are adding up. But let me just read you the list here now. I, I wrote it all out of some of the main providers, Craig, that are now going to miss time on the injured list for the Brewers. Okay, pitching-wise, Brandon Woodruff, Wade Miley, Eric Lauer, Aaron Ashby, Matt Bush, Adrian Hauser is back. He missed the first month of the season. Uh, guys who haven't pitched yet for the Brew Crew, J.B. Bukowskis and Justin Wilson. 
Tyrone Taylor missed the first month of the season. Garrett Mitchell's out for the rest of the year. Keston here is out for multiple weeks down in AAA. He might have been up. Sal Freelich is out for multiple weeks down on AAA. He might have been up by now. Luis Arias has a hamstring. Luke Voigt has a neck. And now Willie Adamas has a concussion. Not many teams are going to overcome that period. And we've been saying it for weeks now. It's tread water, tread water. Now you're truly just trying to keep your nose above water. Yeah, and the combination, Dom, of the pitching that we're talking about here and and now Willie Adamas, you know, topping the list of position players, um, you know, is it's going to be tough. Uh, there's no question about that. But you know what? Um, they had an injury to Luis Arias on opening day, and and they were able to overcome that. They've been able to overcome some of these injuries. And I know we, we talked, you know, really briefly last night of the fact that this team is still in first place in its division. And it might be too early to look at all that right now, but I think that's the that's a silver lining on a positive note, just to know that um, you're keeping your head above water as best as you can. But guess what? You're getting no relief right now. Um, so somehow uh, – somebody's got to get back that's injured and start, you know, being, have the opportunity to contribute to this team. But the other thing, Dom is who you didn't mention on that list. And I'm not going to go into name specific. There are some guys that are, that have underperformed or not lived up to their potential yet. And we're, Mm -hmm. you know, two full months into the season. So now it's time to, you know, look at those guys and they got to do the same thing and get out there and, and start performing at, at a certain positive level here. And you're absolutely right about that. We talked a little bit about Jesse Winker yesterday. Uh, see what they decide to do with Luke Voigt slash Darren Ruff situation. Luis Rias is due back in the next week or so. He's on rehab assignment. So uh, it's going to start moving here quickly. As far as, you know, looking ahead, you know, assuming a corresponding move will happen tomorrow, uh, the only other infielder, on the 40-man roster in AAA is Abraham Toro. That would be available and ready to go. So he's an infielder. He could play third. He could play second. He can even play first in a pinch, which would mean Terang's playing short. It would put Miller and Anderson at third, maybe Toro at second, Brasso at second, and then you got Telez, Ruff, and Brasso able to play first base. But, I mean... The bat, though, the the bat in the order. Yes, it's been a weird start for him, but there's some serious pop and some serious thunder in that bat for Willie. There is, and the other thing is, you know, Willie hasn't lived up to his goals of improving his batting average and getting on base more. He had he had a nice run uh, in in a part of April, but it still hasn't been the Willie Adamas that uh, that we think that we should be seeing here right now. And I promise you, he feels the same way. Um, So, you know, before this injury, you're thinking to yourself at any moment um, when this guy breaks out, the Brewers win. I mean, that's, that's the impact that he has. And so just the fact that he won't be on the field now um, is, is going to be big, not to have that physical presence, not to have uh, that hope that when Willie comes up to bat, uh, something big could happen. That that's the impact that he can make, and you know that that's you know beyond just what he can do with his uh, near go glove over there at shortstop as well. So um, it, it's going to be something. But you know what? People are going to get opportunities. All those guys that you mentioned that 
are versatile and have the ability to play multiple positions. That's that's exactly how this team is set up. And and now they're going to get they're going to get a stretch of games of at least ten days. I would anticipate uh, more. I wouldn't be surprised anyway. So tomorrow, I feel like this is a crossroads. Corbin Burns, Logan Webb. Corbin Burns got to set him on the right road tomorrow, right? Well, I'll tell you right now, it's been – with all those guys that you just mentioned that uh, starters that aren't in the rotation right now because of injuries, you've got Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta left at the top of the pack here right now. Look at the rough week they've had this week alone. I mean, they, they haven't been the guys in the mound that have won when the team has won. So let's get her going tomorrow night. Let's get her going. Craig Kishon, thanks as always for your time, and we'll chat with you more throughout the weekend, my friend. Okay, sounds good. All right, Craig Sean here on Brewers Extra Innings. Take a quick breather. Come back with you until just past the top of the hour on Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers fall 15-1. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you in part by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. And for a limited time... You can save up to $1,000 off an AC or a furnace unit. Families helping families since 1912. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. Find them at cider, S-E-I-D-E-R, dot com. The Brewers, there's a number that jumps out to me about this game tonight. The Giants went 9 for 20 with runners in scoring position. The Brewers went 0 for 6. The Brewers, since last Monday against the uh, Cardinals, right, when all these woes began and the struggle bus really got going for the Brew Crew back on May 15th. So start with last Monday, May 15th, the last 11 days. The Brewers have a grand total of eight hits with a runner in scoring position. Eight hits since last Monday with a runner in scoring position. And I'm doing the math right now really quickly. 12, 21, 30, 35, 47, 48, 52, 53, 56. Eight for their last 56. And then if you include tonight, 62. That's a 129 batting average with runners in scoring position. Eight for their last 62 going back to last Monday against the Cardinals with runners in scoring position. The Giants were 9 for 20 tonight. Just one of those weird ones. But there's your, there's your answer. That's where the offense has to come from. Not homers, not walks, timely hitting. That's how you get yourselves into slumps, and that's how you get yourself out of a slump. That's my big, hot, cold number of the night tonight. We're going to have some more analysis. Talk a little bit about what to expect tomorrow with Logan Webb and Corbin Burns. That's coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. All right, it's a loss, but tomorrow we've got some popcorn for one heck of a pitching matchup. Logan Webb, Corbin Burns, two of the best when they are on. Webb's been off to a really good start. He's been dealing with some back tightness, though, so they actually pushed him back a couple of days. He should be pretty fresh for this one tonight against Corbin. Corbin's 4 and 4, 3.97 ERA. Webb is 3 and 5, a 2.91 ERA. They are both their team's opening day starter. Webb just signed an extension uh, for the Giants right at the start of the year as well. He is going to be in the black and orange for a very long time. 
So Corbin, what does he need to do to get back on track here against the Giants, against a team, you know, that strikes out a lot? They will they will swing and miss. And he owned these guys last season, and he struggled against them the last time he saw them a couple of weeks ago on that West Coast trip. The big thing that jumps out to me about Corbin, and I'm dropping a thread on some research I've done tomorrow on my Twitter. Make sure you follow at Dom underscore Catronio. The fact that Corbin, with two strikes, he just hasn't been getting the same amount of chase. It's down by 20 points on certain pitches as far as not getting swings and chases outside of the zone like he did before. And furthermore, teams are simply just not chasing as much period against him. His chase rate is about league average at this point at 52, 52nd percentile. Last season, it was the 87th percentile. In 2021, it was in the 98th percentile. So this is the, an example of the league making the adjustment against him. Now he needs to make the adjustment back to the league and try to find his success once again because he is too talented of a pitcher for this slump to be sustained any longer than it is now. What does Logan Webb do well is the fact that he changes speed so well. His sinker is one of the best in the game. He gets a million ground balls out of it. His ground ball rate this season is one of the best in baseball at 62%. It is almost impossible to elevate the ball against him. Everything is, you know, into lefties, down to everybody. His changeup is disgusting, and he's got a good enough slider to give everybody off of his fastball. He doesn't mind contact. He's not going to strike out the world. Nor is he going to get whiffs. But the point is, he's just not going to allow hard contact. He also gets a ton of chases on his tremendous changeup. So that's the lookout for tomorrow. Take our last break and wrap up the show after this. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. All right, I got five minutes left. So let me go on a quick rant here about social media in the breaking news age and injuries. First and foremost, I did not tweet about where it hit him uh, in the initial reaction to the foul ball of Willie Adamas and the injury. We all know, obviously, it was his head. It seemed, you know, one could infer that it hit him in the head. However, I can't make that assumption until I see it with my own eyes, or I am told by a Brewers official if it hit him in the head. I am not going to make that assumption unless I see it on a replay or I hear it straight from a Brewers official. So to all you meanies on Twitter, did it hit his head, it hit his head man? I mean, come on. No, stop it. I can't say that. Look, with all due respect to all you folks on Twitter who tweet to me, I thank you for following me. I appreciate you. But... If I tweet something that's wrong, I've got a few more followers than you, including some people in the national baseball media. If one of those people happened to see my tweet first as opposed to Adam McCalvey's or Kurt Hoag's or Todd Rosiak's or whomever it may be, and they retweet me because they think, well, Dom knows how to cover the team. Dom knows he has to be right in this situation. So I'm going to spread it. And then if I'm wrong... Or if I spread misinformation, I'm the one who messed up because I reported on something that I didn't have full clarity on. That's why things were slow to get the news. And you still got the news a couple of hours later. 
we're talking about a guy's health here. Okay, we're not talking about the winning lottery numbers. We're not talking about uh, a construction closure on an interstate, right? That stuff has time and place of urgency of news reporting and things of that nature. A guy getting injured and exiting and we're later learning he's going to a hospital, you can infer it hit him in the head. But if I say, oh, it hit him in the head, then the question is, well, where did it hit him in the head? Did it hit him in the eye? Did it hit him in the nose? Did it hit him in the jaw? Did it hit him in the forehead? Like, you see where this leads you to? So that's why we take our time with injuries and things of that nature. And and lastly, y'all, social media, just take a deep breath sometimes. Social media is so dumb, so dumb sometimes. And when your team's losing and your star player gets injured and you feel like the world's against you, it's Friday night. Don't make a dumb tweet. Just don't. Just don't do it. And the other weird thing about Twitter, the people who make the dumb tweets are the people who don't put their name and face and put some dumb name together, put a bunch of million letters and numbers together and have a fake account, a burner account, whatever. Writing an angry letter and throwing it out, but doing it on the internet. That's what those accounts are doing. Just don't engage with them. Hit the mute button. I I just don't care. You know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through tonight. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. That's my line. The sun's going to come up tomorrow. You're going to go one for one. You know the sun's coming up tomorrow. All right? It's going to be a beautiful day. The roof's going to be open. It's going to be a day game. We're going to have a great day at the ballpark. And we got a great pitcher's duel hopefully on tap for you. Logan Webb against Corbin Burns. So our coverage will start at 2 o'clock. I've got some audio from Rob Manfred from yesterday that we're going to kind of go over and break down everything that happened on Brewers warm-up this week. Uh, also going to try to make sense of what the roster will look like after this injury to Willie Adamas uh, and get you ready for tomorrow's matchup. So that's at 2. First pitch is at 310. Uh, 30,000 fans will also get a special patriotic Christian Yelich jersey for Memorial Day weekend, so hope to spend a beautiful day in Milwaukee out here with us. I really, really would look forward to having you here at the ballpark. Then on Sunday, we're back to a 110 start. Our coverage will start at noon. Yours truly, once again, I will have Brewers warm up reacting to what has happened this week, of course, and getting you ready for the road trip coming up, which is a big one. The Brewers heading to Toronto, in Cincinnati, and we'll have quite a few Brewers Extra Inning shows coming up for you throughout the week on the road. So, weird night. Willie's going to be okay, it sounds like, and uh, I'm sure he appreciates all of your thoughts and prayers. So, thank you to everybody who's listened this far into the night or on the podcast. My thanks all to Sam Bunsen and Evan Wittallison. I'm Dominic Catronio. Good night, and keep on swinging.